0: all right up what's up everybody welcome to the stream it is monday october 23rd 2023 coming to you live day two of the buffer osier flow studio presented by red bull got the sun coming in hot right now we're going to be getting those blinds sorted out but don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode number four hundred and seventy-eight of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Osher. <laughs> I am your host, Dr. Gerald Osher. Getting washed out by, uh, you know, I'm like I'm coming to you live from Venus, as close as I can possibly get to the surface of the sun. But episode 478, we got a great show for you today. Over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Leon Elliott, Senphilis, Stephen Mount Carey, use Genius, Jeremy Deck over on LinkedIn, Justin Rower, Johnny Five, Cherise Lamb, Ms. Julian Matthew Necci, Amy Devine, Marcus Kyler, Ayudej Johnson, my man Kenny Pena, DJ B second the mod chair, haircut fish coming over strong sherry. Always good to see you. We all are gonna be shredding the top cyber security news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break into the industry, like many of you are, you are going to get value from the stream. You're gonna be asked in any single job interview: how do you stay current on cybersecurity? The daily cyber threat briefing podcast is a banger of an answer. Borderline mic drop. So stay tuned for that. The networking's amazing. The learning is amazing. The stories are amazing. The music is amazing. So get up on that. What's up, zombie guy with the super chat? We just become best friends. Yep. Sorry. We just become best friends. Yep. Getting back into my uh, my soundboard and my deck here after being on the mobile studio for a couple days. Let me lower this sucker down a little bit. Before we get into the top cyber news, before we shred all of what you need to know on a Monday, let me say what's up and holla, holla, holla to... The stream sponsors is James McQuiggan in the house. James McQuiggan probably coming to us from seat 3B at 35,000 feet. G- Beyonce and Jay-Z is in 2A, 2B right in front of him. James McQuiggan, no big deal. Guys, let's say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsor. Start with my man, Eric Taylor and his gang over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mi- excuse me. Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadesyber.com. Links in the description below. You're gonna love what's going on. Specifically, you absolutely should flag this as if we have a ransomware incident. What do we do? Step one: change your pants. Step two, call Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions, right there. Ransomware incident, get all set up. Zombie guy, thanks so much again for the super chat. Also want to say shout out and love. Hi, Ranul Isaac. I want to say shout out and love to Penobsi Security. Get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. Guys, Guys, um, if you are in charge of information security, whether you're a small business, a midsize, Uh, whether you got staff, whether you're a matrix team, it doesn't matter. If you need a little bit of assistance, like in a fractional way, just to kind of get a direction, to get a second set of eyes, guys, to uh, get the business to actually listen. And I'm gonna tell you this, this is a fact really quickly. You may not know this, but you can literally tell the business over and over and over again. Listen, we need to put multi-factor in place. We need to put multi-factor in place. We need to put multi-factor in place. And they're like, wah, 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 wah. So you hire a company like Panopsi Security to come in. And I'm telling you right now, one of the first things they're going to say if you don't have MFA in place is, "Um, sir, we've evaluated your environment and we need to uh, get multi-factor authentication in place. And they're like, oh, hey, Jerry, put multi-factor authentication in place. It's not fair. It's not right. But it is a reality. Outside consultants can move initiatives forward that you can't move internally. It's freaking annoying, but it is a reality. Panopsi Security Check them out, Penopside.com. They can help you with that. Got a super chat coming in hot from the, the James McQuiggan. Nothing like a six-hour drive from Charleston, West Virginia to Nashville, Tennessee to help one sleep last night. Gotta love air travel. What an amazing weekend. Kicking off with Wild West Fest. Life-changing and awesome. Hello from Nashville, Tennessee. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Thanks so much, James McQuiggan, for the super chat. Finally, I want to say what's up to anti-siphon training more about them at the mid-roll. Uh, we got a lot to talk about at the mid-roll concerning them. But let's haul it back to the intro. Hey, Jess Bishop, good to see you. BSEC feels my pain. All right, hey, check this out, guys. Uh, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, so be sure to say hi in chat and take a screenshot so you document that you are here. If you're live, love it. Thanks so very much. 200 of you beautiful people here this morning. Thanks for being here. Hashtag team live in chat if you want to say what's up like Zig just did. Yes, Micah Romine. Talk about process improvement, Micah. You don't have to change your pants if you just wear your brown ones to start. Zombie guy finally got my offer. Start in two weeks, Bro. yes 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 zombie guy Woo! all right my man super pumped for you congratulations all that hard work all that effort all that energy uh paying off my man way to go super pumped for you congratulations just as a um reminder uh zombie guy i do have a collection of videos on the channel on how to crush your first 90 days uh of work so Um, now that you got the job, you know, the grind keeps going, the work keeps coming, but uh, if you're interested, check out the videos on the channel, uh, Justin for crushing your first 90 days, I think it could be beneficial to have you come out of the, uh, come out of the shoot, uh, in fuego. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, if you are watching on replay hashtag team replay, Hey, thanks Alan for the resub. If you are watching on replay hashtag team replay, thanks so much for catching the stream. Uh, definitely drop comments in Team Replay. I see you guys uh, all the time. Team Replayer people too. Met a lot of Team Replay in uh, Deadwood, met a lot of hashtag passive observers in Deadwood. Don't be shy. I want to say what's up to Sean. Uh, Sean, hashtag passive observer, has been watching the daily cyber threat briefing since before it was called the daily cyber threat briefing. Fun fact it was called First Things First for a few months at the very beginning. We didn't have numbers, I didn't have layouts. My, I, I did have audio issues, if you can believe that. So, <laughs> all right. Hold on one second, CISO Series. You pumped the brakes. Uh, finally, if it is your first episode, hashtag first timer in chat. We do love welcoming our first timers in chat. So say what's up and love it. But now, guys, just like Zombie Guy, it's time to get to work. So do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over all of us in an awesome wave. Reminder, I do not prep or research any of these stories prior to listening to them. So you are getting, you're hearing them the same time I am. I'll see you all at the mid-roll.
1: It's Cybersecurity Headlines. These are the Cybersecurity Headlines for Monday, October 23rd, 2023. I'm Steve Prentice. Okta HAR support system attacked. An advisory from Okta states that last week's attack involved threat actors gaining access to customers' HTTP archive files, short formed as HAR, which are used for troubleshooting by replicating browser activity. By their nature, HAR files can contain sensitive data such as cookies and session tokens that threat actors can use to impersonate valid users. Security Chief David Bradbury said the compromised case management system is separate from the production Okta service, which was not impacted and remains fully operational. Okta has, of course, taken measures to protect its customers, including the revocation of embedded session tokens. In general, Okta recommends sanitizing all credentials and cookies and session tokens within an HAR file before sharing it. In a separate alert, security firm Beyond Trust said it was a target of a cyber attack linked to this Okta support system breach. Cisco Wow, okay. So there's a lot going on in this story. So Okta
0: is a um I I guess what would you call it? Is it identity as a service or it's or like authentication as a service? Basically, it allows you to um Handle like when you're writing web apps and internal resources and stuff, you can use Okta to um manage the authentication tokens and the, the session tokens and all these type of things. Uh basically to kind of outsource it. Like they've done it really well. You don't have to develop it in-house. Um, they also have multi-factor authentication. A lot of people are familiar with that. Um, essentially, as part of their customer support, their client success to use the term in 2023. Um, They want to be able to recreate a user session in order to do troubleshooting. So thank you, Jazzy Jazz. Authentication as a service. So here's the deal. I call in and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to log in and it's not working. Instead of the person on the other line saying, okay, sir, can you please describe what you're seeing? Can you please explain what your browser version is, right? Like instead of doing all of that crap, um, they just can basically take over your session and walk through it themselves. It's, It's the... It's the remote post-pandemic version of that Rob Schneider SNL skit where he's like, move. If you've ever watched the Rob Schneider SNL IT support guy skit, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's worth checking out. Anyways, long story short, it'll, it it basically removes all aspects of the customer from the troubleshooting process because you don't need to... Um, you don't really need to um, uh, ask them any questions or have them be involved. You can just... Figure out, like, what are you trying to... Uh, hey, Francis Kabugi, first-timer. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. We got a new emote for you, too, Francis. Boom, 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 boom. Um, So this is the, the support case system, so not the production system. Although I would argue that this is a mincing of words. When they say the production system wasn't hit, what they mean is the Okta authentication production system. This case support management system, that's their production system too. Like it's it's annoying that they were uh, being, um what's the word? Like, like mincing words or being very deliberate with what they're saying in order to convey that the main authentication system wasn't breached. They're not using a development or test version of the support case environment to do troubleshooting. They are using a production system. So... I hate to be that guy. I hate to be like pushing my glasses up my nose and be like, well, 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 well. Um, it is a production system. I'm gonna be that guy because words have meaning and you're using them incorrectly. Um, as they mentioned, if you have gotten an HAR file, um, you know, cleanse it before you share it. The the one thing, the one thing I would talk about on this one is that this is a crime of opportunity. Okay, so some threat actor got into Octa and was able to get those HAR files and you know, log in as somebody. But it's a crime of opportunity because you don't know who's having trouble. Well, first of all, you don't know who's using Okta, first of all. Second of all, you don't know who's actively having trouble at this time where they would have an open support ticket with an open HAR file. And three, you don't know what access those credentials are going to get you. So really, this isn't some nation-state, next-level, you know, cue the Mission Impossible music. This is just, you know, slappy, scanning the internet, finding some weaknesses, jumping in, and, you know, hitting a, hitting what I would call a pretty good vein of gold with Okta. But again, they're going to know, uh, Okta's probably already contacted whoever was uh, involved as a victim and gotten it sorted out, possibly some incident response on, uh, you know, indicators of compromising these type of things. But again, crime of opportunity, Uh, The TLDR here is that this isn't good for Okta. Um, When you become a big dog, more people look at you. And software is written by humans. So even though you can be really, really well-funded,
1: you're still going to have problems. Mike Geary, first timer. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Identifies additional iOS XE vulnerability. Last week, we reported on the high-severity Level 10 vulnerability CVE 2023-20198, which at the time did not have a patch. In preparing a patch for release yesterday, Sunday, Cisco also mentioned that their incident responders had observed hackers also exploiting CVE 2021-1435, which Cisco had patched in 2021. The company noted that, quote, devices fully patched against that bug were seen infected by implants successfully installed through an as-of-yet undetermined mechanism, end quote. The patch released yesterday was intended to deal with both issues, with the 2021 vulnerability being repackaged as CVE 2023-20273. According to Bleeping Computer, over the weekend, numerous cybersecurity organizations reported that, quote, the number of Cisco IOS XE devices with a malicious implant has mysteriously dropped from approximately 60,000 devices to only 100 to 1,200, depending on the different scans, end quote. However, experts are unsure as to whether, quote, threat actors behind the attacks are deploying an update to hide their presence, thus causing the implants to be no longer seen in scans, end quote, or that a, quote, gray hat hacker is automating the reboot of impacted Cisco iOS XE devices to clear the implant, end quote.
0: Okay, so a little bit, uh, hold on one second, what's this there? All right. Um, so, couple couple things to check out here. One, this re- must have been reported on Wednesday last week when I was flying into Deadwood. And Eric Taylor, thanks again, Eric Taylor, covered the news on Wednesday. So I have to assume I did hear some uh, some scuttlebutt, right? Some around the water cooler talk about the Cisco issue last week. God dang, I am like blinded by the light. Oh my god! Hold on, one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. It's like killing me right now. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, y'all. It's killing me. All right. So check it out. Cisco identifies this vulnerability. Now, a couple things going. Thank you. Thank you very much, Blinded by the Light. Okay, so check it out. Two things going on here. One, this was a major, massive, uh, serious vulnerability last week that would allow you to compromise a Cisco router with full administrator privileges and take it over, okay? So here's the deal. That's awful, okay? Spoiler alert. You do not want fully compromised administrator access to a internet-facing router. So this obviously was very important to get Um, sorted out quickly. Cisco did roll out a patch. Another problem came up. They rolled out a um, second patch. Um, So you can definitely do this. So first of all, if you are are affected by this, you're way late to the game. You should absolutely confirm that you are not. And if you are, then patch. Second of all, and more interesting, they said that last week there was like 35,000 compromised assets with implants, meaning they got By the way, just to qualify that, a threat actor takes over the router and then puts in some type of persistence mechanism, right? So they can log back in. Because imagine if you patch the problem or you change the password or whatever, the threat actor wants to be able to get in. And this is what a persistence mechanism is. They're saying that it went from 35,000 last week to a few hundred this week, meaning one, they say one of two things, but I, I would argue one of three things. And the one they didn't mention is the one that I think is most likely, okay? One, everybody patched. Like wholesale, 35,000 people patched. Two, a gray hat hacker. So somebody who's taken it upon themselves to be uh, a vigilante Batman, like a you know a, a router Batman, right? Like the uh, running around, like the greatest American hero, just cleaning up systems uh, is rebooting systems because the reboot would get rid of the persistence. In, or three, which they didn't mention, people who own the actual devices are rebooting them. Maybe they had a, a, a downtime over the weekend. Maybe they they're like, I don't know what to do with this, but I'm gonna go ahead and just reboot it, right? Like that that's I, I don't know. I, I know that it's possible for a gray hat to go ham on all these things and reboot them, but you know, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, this did make massive waves. So anyone who anyone who's touching the Cisco routers are typically network engineers. I am going to, uh, somebody tell BSEC to turn his microphone off. I mean, turn his uh, speakers off or turn his headphones off or, or just mute it, BSEC for about 30 seconds. Here's the deal. In most organizations, there's Windows administrators, endpoint administrators. Sometimes they're the same people, right? Servers and, and endpoints. There's Linux admins. There's network admins. Typically, you're not. there's no way you're going to let the Windows people touch the routers, okay? The networking gear at all. The networking engineers are typically some of the smartest people in the IT organization. Do not tell BSEC I said that. Network engineers move quickly. They understand how vital the the network is to the health of the environment, to the IT ecosystem. And if you've got a Cisco shop, then you definitely know what you're doing. You're typically well-funded, right? People don't roll Cisco if they're like on a shoestring budget. So that means you typically have like qualified engineers running your Cisco infrastructure. And when something like this drops, they're going to move swiftly and they're going to know exactly what they're doing. So chances are, This was just remediated and addressed by qualified professionals across uh, industry. All right. BSEC, you can come back.
1: Hold on. Key Ragnar locker player arrested in Paris. Following up on a story we brought you on Friday regarding the Sting operation that brought down Ragnar Locker's website and infrastructure, comes word that a key player was arrested last Monday in one of a series of raids related to the website takedown and coordinated amongst law enforcement agencies from 11 countries. The arrested individual has not been named, but has been described by Europol officials (laughs) as being a developer for the Ragnar Group. International. Noise?
0: Okay, a couple things here. One. Ragnar Locker's website went down last week. Not down, excuse me, as somebody in chat put it. Um, It was defaced. The website was defaced by Europol and international law enforcement. And I, for one, am super pumped, super pumped that they're bringing these suckers down. Now, what I want to tell you is this story should not surprise anyone, okay? Okay. Listen to me. This is an absolute fact. This is, I'm going to put the tinfoil hat on just so um, I'm qualifying myself. But uh, this is a stone cold lock of the week. Okay. Check this out. What do we got here? Gerald Pike, thanks for the squ- uh, membership. Listen, here is a freaking fact, hard fact. Anytime there is a takedown of a dark web marketplace or a ransomware threat actor group or whatever, Carter Forum, Whenever there's a takedown, you better believe that simultaneously there are arrests being taken, um, being being handled at that same time. Law enforcement, for all of their um, you know bureaucracy and slow and whatever that you might say, they are thorough. And if they're going to take down a site, they know damn well that if they don't take take it down and take the people behind it, it's going to resurface, right? It's like a planter's wart. So whenever you see a major takedown, you should expect to see something like this if it's going to make the news. Now, you may not see it because sometimes, sometimes law enforcement is actually working to like do a much larger campaign. And the takedown of the first part is just a, um, it's just like part of it, right? So maybe they arrest this key developer, but they don't make it public in the news because the key developer was also helping vice society ransomware group or Medusa and law enforcement wants to shake down uh, those organizations to or, or not let those organizations know that they have that developer in custody. So you won't always see it right away, right afterwards, but typically you will see it because they do coordinate it in a takedown. Now, I am super pumped. Another another uh, criminal off the streets, if you will. Another person who will be held to justice, hopefully. Um, while I've got you here, though, um, all the things I just told you is slightly informed. I read this book on the plane to Deadwood. Um, I'm actually like right in the last chapter, although the last chapter is welcome to video, and I listened to the Darknet Diaries episode on that, and I don't think I can read I don't think I can read the chapter, honestly, because it has to do with CSAM. But this book is freaking awesome. If you get a chance to read this book, absolutely put it on the list. It is a page turner. My fingers are blistered because of the speed, the fire coming off my fingers as I was ripping through this book. But basically, it's how law enforcement started and continues to this day to use the blockchain to bring criminals to justice. They talk about Alpha Bay and they talk about Um, Silk Road specifically. Dirty cops, dirty DEA agents. Not on my watch, pal.
1: All right. So anyways, way to go, law enforcement. Keep kicking A. Criminal court hack was for espionage. Back in September, we reported on a cyber attack that hit the International Criminal Court in The Hague, an international body that tries the most serious of world crimes, such as genocide. The ICC describes the attack as targeted and sophisticated and, quote, can therefore be interpreted as a serious attempt to undermine the court's mandate, end quote. No threat actor has yet been named in this instance.
0: All right. So the International Criminal Court, who we talked about, this story has been coming up a little bit. They were hacked and what's going on. Um, I believe the International Criminal Court recently, oh, my God, bro. Like the eye of Sauron is, is looking at me right now. Oh, let's well, see if I can like sit down. I don't know if you know this, but I stand all day. Oh my God. But I do have a sit option for just, a, a sit, for just an occasion when the, like, when the sun rises in my studio. Good grief. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, may, maybe I'll just lower the chair. That's fine right now that we had to make custom curtains and they they'll be here soon but anyways so the international criminal court um i think they were starting to talk about um holding russia accountable for some like war crimes or you know like on ukraine um, so they were attacked um, they here's the thing they just detected anomalous activity obviously it wasn't something like ransomware much more nefarious they were looking at espionage espionage makes sense now here's the thing with um Here's the thing with uh with this in any type of court, you know there's evidence, there's chain of custody, there is procedure and if you introduce compromise into that workflow, you can cause um you know doubt frankly to be you know cast upon the evidence. oh, hey, it says here that Stephen Mount uh was the criminal behind the you know you were the mastermind kingpin behind all this, and Stephen Mount's like yeah, no, I appreciate that you think that. but wasn't this wasn't this evidence compromised during that cyber attack? Didn't somebody access that data? How can you prove it? You know, like or wasn't all the evidence deleted? I am now going to like,, um, you know, twist my mustache and and leave my good man. So something like that. anyways, um, you know how it goes. Um, I, I until this story broke, I didn't even know there was an international criminal court. It sounds, um, kind of funny. Like, I I mean, I guess I get it, but it, it, I think it's only for like very serious war crimes, right? Like, like world war two type stuff. Like what, what are these guys? Here's my one thing. What do these guys do? Like during time of peace, like, are they just hanging out, like playing pickleball or do they only convene when there is certain stuff like that? And if they do, who's like paying the rent in the empty building? I don't know. All right. So the International Criminal Court, uh, one thing it does say in their little notice to people is that they will be strengthened in their cyber framework, including their acceleration of using cloud technology. So it sounds like I, uh, the International Criminal Court is using um, exchange on-prem, potentially. Guys, in 2023, here's the deal. I feel like on-prem, you're a little bit more secure, but on-prem, just... Going to the cloud, it's a little bit faster. You just have to change what you're securing. You don't get to relax when you go to cloud. You just change what you're securing. Identity, access, zero trust methodology to take a buzzword from 2020. But yeah, let's go. 8.28, two minutes early. Ugh, gross.
1: And now a word from our sponsor, Vanta. (coughs) Growing a business? That likely means more tools, third-party vendors, and data sharing, also known as way more risk. Vanta's market-leading trust management platform brings GRC and security efforts together. Integrate information from multiple systems and reduce risks to your business and your brand, all without the need for additional staffing. And by automating up to 90% of the work for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, you'll be able to focus on strategy and security, not maintaining compliance. Join 5,000 fast-growing companies that leverage Vanta to manage risk and prove security in real time. Our listeners get $1,000 off of Vanta. So go to Vanta.com CISO to claim this discount. That's VictorAlphaNovemberTangoAlpha.com slash CISO. All right, so I see the chatter going in about
0: uh, glasses. These are blue blocker UV glasses, just so you know. Um, I'll give them a shot, okay? I had them for a while. It's the mid-roll for our first-timers here. You're in for a treat, because this is what we do. All right, guys, I want to thank all of you. Yes, I'm team fluff and stuff, or whatever. I never got into the Harry Potter series, but anyways... This is me w- wiggling my wand. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, I want to say shout out and thanks to all of you for being here. Thank you all so very much. Thanks to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber, Panopsy Security, and Anti-Siphon Training. Guys, if you did not know, allow me to illuminate you. Illumination we are. What, Like, whatever these, I got to know what these uh, Harry Potter spells are. Experiamis. Listen, anti-siphon training is disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by providing high-quality, cutting-edge education to everyone like Mike Toomey, David Robbins, McKindy, Emmanuel Dark, everybody, regardless of their financial position. They offer students the opportunity to learn skills, practice what is taught, and engage with the community. Believe that. Anti-siphon training, the training arm of Black Hills Information Security, and the group behind wild west Heckin fest is freaking awesome at a minimum go to the description below and get the anti-siphon training link and save it when you've got a chance go to the link go to training i'm doing it on stream right now hold on one second go to training go to on demand no no, no excuse me pay what you can training Look at all these amazing trainings. Come on, man. Look at all these amazing trainings. You could take all these for $0, right? And when you're ready, dude, look at all of these trainings. These aren't free, but these are amazing trainings, right? Very, very affordable too. Like just cause they're not free doesn't mean they're $7,000. All right, definitely check it out. And then have ChatGPT write you a letter to request training. All right, guys, where are we at? Oh, by the way, thank all of you. If you're getting value from the stream, if you like the Harry Potter glasses, heck, if you're just feeling friendly, hit the like button right now. It goes a long way to help other people find the channel because it basically triggers the YouTube algorithm for cybersecurity content for others. Guys, it is the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Let me tell you what this is. In a minute, we're going to tag somebody. Akeel George currently has the baton and Akeel posted their Simply Cyber, excuse me, Akeel posted their cybersecurity story. Go on LinkedIn, look for this hashtag, okay? Search for this hashtag on LinkedIn in the search field, hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. When you do that, you're going to be stunned. What comes up are the people in our community using the hashtag for their posts, tag them, connect with them. Build your network, okay? Build your network, and here's what's gonna happen. If you comment on their post, you're gonna get picked up in the Peloton and people are gonna connect with you. Why would you wanna get connections? I don't get it, Jerry, what's the freaking point? Here's the deal. When you start building a network of people from the Simply Cyber community on your LinkedIn feed, your LinkedIn feed is gonna start being meaningful, supportive, good content. It's not gonna be random crap from the internet. It's gonna be good cyber content. The people who are commenting are going to be supportive, inclusive, interesting. Believe me, you can hack the LinkedIn algorithm and feed and make it very valuable to you for absolutely free. All you got to do is spend about 10 minutes a day for two weeks and you'll be off and running. Believe me. So Akhil, George, if you could tag someone in chat, please do that. And I would love to, uh, I'd love to shout it out, um, all right, so hey, really quickly, every single day of the week has a special um no, you don't win a peloton variable x. It's just a it's just a concept like you get picked up in the slipstream of people connecting. It's very very valuable. Hey guys, so every single day of the week has a special event. Mondays are reserved for my son Callen because he's artistic and creative and it's Callen's art of the week. Well, because I was at Wild West Hack and Fest and things have been busy, Callen um Callan hasn't really had a chance to do that. Actually, he did do that. He sent it to me. Oh, I'm such a bad dad. Oh my gosh. Um, hold on one second. Callan actually did send it to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I actually, I blew him up the other day. I was like, why didn't you send that to me? And he's like, I, I did dad. And then he like showed me where he sent it to me. And then I was like, oh my God, you're right. So give me one second. All right. So check it out. This is from Callen. Okay. This is Callan's art of the week. Now, I want to point out, it's going to be really hard to see that, oh, hold on. It's going to be hard to see this, but this right here is a Minecraft world. Now, what I want you to know is Callan built this entire, Callan is eight. Callen built this whole Minecraft world by himself. Now, it's very large. This is a massive uh, playpen for an animal. Now, check it out. I can't zoom in far enough, but he created a pig named Joe and that's Joe all the way down there. He circled Joe and wrote Joe on the screen. But Joe is this little pig. That's the size of Joe's uh, pig pen. He, he he spent like six hours making this pig pen for Joe. Come on, zoom in, pal. Anyway, I know you can't see it, but anyways. Come, ah, come on. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, believe me. Good job, Callan. Not only um, artistic and creative, but what a kind soul to build... What is arguably the largest pig pen ever constructed for a virtual pig, uh, Joe. Way to go, Joe. Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, Callen. All right, let's keep going. Oh, sorry, Miss Julian. Uh, there we go. All right, let's keep going.
1: Uh, what is... U.S. Senator asks 23andMe for breach details in another ongoing story senator bill cassidy the ranking member on the senate health education labor and pensions committee has made a request to 23andme ceo Anne Wojcicki for more information about a breach that allegedly exposed data of millions of people on the dark web according to the record quote 23andme has said in a statement that the company itself had not been breached end quote threat all right
0: couple things here um this is uh, let's all right so let's get the um let's get the uh tinfoil hat going because i got a hot spicy take on this one all right so check it out yes 23andme was not actively breached it was a credential stuffing attack which means 23andme's customers have horrible cybersecurity practice 23andme customers reuse passwords have crappy passwords don't use multi-factor authentication thank you for coming to my ted talk now when i see u.s senator asks 23andMe for details. Do you know what I hear? This is what I hear. U.S. Senator has wealthy donors who use 23andMe who are now concerned that they their genetic material is compromised. That's what I hear. I know that's incredibly cynical, but dude, there are data breaches every day, every day, and, and horrible, horrible breaches all the time, all over the place. This one kind of happens. This one's not a good one, right? It was like a million people Dark web, whatever, and now U.S. senator is getting involved. To me, this is this. The title of this uh, news article should say: U.S. senator gets text gets text message from large donor wanting to know details of 23andMe. Follows up with company. That's what I think. I'm just saying. I'm just. I hate to be cynical, but what are you doing, U.S. senator? Like, why this? Why? What? What is it about this one that got you all excited? Seriously. Bra.
1: Actor sells access to Facebook and Instagram police portal. According to Alon Gaul, co-founder and CTO of Hudson Rock, the portal is used by law enforcement to, quote, request data relating to users such as IP, phones, DMs, and device information, or to request the removal of posts and ban of accounts, end quote. Gal believes this was a social engineering attack in which the threat actor either solicited access data from a Meta employee or used police credentials to gain access. This gives the individual the ability to make unauthorized data requests, enable harassment and doxing, initiate fake law enforcement actions and steal identities.
0: All right, hold on. Um, first of all, and I've said, I'm, I, I've said this before. So if you're a regular on the show, you know what I'm talking about, but, This is legit. Okay. If you ever want to know if a threat actor is legit, and I know this is ridiculous, but if this, if this is the avatar, if this is their like online profile picture, they're legit. I don't know what it is, but like, seriously, like posers don't use this only real, real serious threat actors that are criminals, not like, um, you're not going to see some NSA guy using this um, on there, but th- this is cyber crime, okay? This right here, if you see this, it, <laughs> believe it, it's legit. Okay. So a threat actor. I, I, so I guess um law enforcement, give law enforcement some love. So no surprise, right? Law enforcement's constantly making requests to social media companies for different types of data. Hey, we suspect Marcus Kyler of whatever. Can you give us the last three months of data? Hey, we suspect that zombie guy Justin, before he takes his new job, is going to be closing out a couple campaigns that he's been working. Can you tell us who he's been socializing with over the last three weeks? Can you tell me who he's connected to? Whatever. Okay, what's up, Adam B? So, um, they, so in order to facilitate that, they've got this um, police portal, right? Okay. Maybe they do James and Quiggan in house only. So in order to facilitate the discussion and the request for data, and just to make it easier, they made a police portal. Okay. So that's all it is. It's a portal for law enforcement to engage. It's not a LinkedIn feed. It's not a Facebook group. It's literally a special portal. Now, like any other thing on the internet, you can access it if you have the URL, but you know, obviously it needs credentials to access it. Well, some threat actor has said that they've got creds. Now it's either, you know, compromise creds from an actual law enforcement, right? So like the Fresno police department's creds, or it's some type of like meta um, administrator account or, you know, developer account or something like that. It's legit credentials. If you try to log into this portal with like your Facebook account, it probably won't work, right? It's a separate group of users. Threat actors got it. So what does that mean? Well, that means that a threat actor could impersonate law enforcement and request some data. Um, a threat actor could technically change the credentials I would imagine and do a essentially a denial of service attack on the law enforcement from using the portal, which is very temporary, right? Cause all you gotta do is make a phone call and say like, brah, someone reset our password, whatever. Um, The portal allows law enforcement to request IP, phone, DMs, device info, etc. For seven hundred bucks, you could have more than one account on the platform. I guess I'm trying to think of like what would you use it for. Um, Oh, thank you. The threat actor can abuse access, uh, making yeah, enabling harassment, doxing. Yeah. So really, as I suspected, like the level of crime that you can purport out of this attack is pretty limited. Right. Cause like you can pretend to be law enforcement, but all you can do is like request some stuff. I guess if you're a stalker, you could get someone's legit, um, address or IP, right? Like say you're trying to get like Kim Kardashian's, whatever, uh, or, you know, some, some like faceless account that you want to know who they are, but like, that's a really like personal individualized type, um, attack. Not really wholesale or anything like that so obviously this isn't good um and the threat actor is only charging 700 bucks a rip so we'll see how much they make i mean to me this is interesting simply because it's law enforcement related that's about the extent of it again i'm, I'm not i'm not saying anything about this threat actor though they are legit they've got the uh, the appropriate anime character
1: thousands of squid proxy vulnerabilities remain unpatched squid is a caching and forwarding web proxy that helps speed up broadband and dial up internet access as well as static and streaming video and audio with more than 2.5 million
0: hold on really quick emmanuel dark says it could be used in phishing attacks that is true right so i mean you could request like you know whatever like the last 10 dms with um divine dream divine's account and then message divine dream divine pretending to be from facebook and say hey like we saw that you talked to these 10 people recently one of them is a criminal like whatever take you know download and install this app to do whatever so you could you could use it to to gain trust um acting like you understand uh information that you wouldn't normally have unless you're a legitimate facebook user yep this
1: is exposed on the internet in 2021, researcher and cybersecurity expert Joshua Rogers discovered 55 vulnerabilities within the platform, and now states in a recent study that the majority of these, 35 in number, have still not been fixed. Rogers points out, "Quote: The Squid team have been helpful and supportive during the process of reporting these issues. However, they are effectively understaffed and simply do not have the resources to fix the discovered issues." End quote. All right.
0: <clears throat> so this is a. Uh... This is a stark reminder that open-source software is managed by volunteers, people. Open-source software, you know, it, like Log4J. Um, oh, what is it? Um, Was it NPM? Like so, so many open-source projects that are, are um, used, including this Squid Proxy. It's managed by, um, developers and they're doing it in their free time. So when you, when you disclose a vulnerability and it doesn't get patched, well, it's not because they're negligent. It's a freaking hobby, right? Now I will say that, um, squid proxy is a popular one. It is used in many places. And this is one of those ones there, there was an initiative. If you don't know about this, there was an initiative. It's still underway. Like last year between like Amazon And uh Google, Meta, Google, uh, uh Meta, wait, like the big the big five five tech companies, right? Like Microsoft, all those. And uh they were going to fund and like deliver real support to very you know critically inter integrated open source software programs. I don't have the story on me right now, but we did talk about that uh last year in one of the news stories, and basically they're saying that like in this example, squid proxy, squid proxy is basically, it's like critical infrastructure within, within the open source software community from a supply chain perspective. If, if squid proxy gets compromised, it could have a cascading downstream effect on more critical, uh, software, like say something like, um, solar winds or Cassia or, or any of these things. Right. And, Guys, again, with Log4j, the internet and all information security practitioners were losing their minds collectively when Log4j popped because we literally didn't know where it was. You didn't know whether it was in your environment or not, right? So Squid Proxy is kind of similar. This is a problem. This story is more about calling out and identifying a recurring issue in that there is this conflict between open source software that's being used for straight cash, homie, commercial software dependencies, right? It gets baked into the software bill of materials, coupled with it not being a a, a properly supported piece of software, right? That's what's up here. So guys, it would not be ridiculous for a story to break of some major company, some major country getting compromised and massive levels of espionage happen because of the squid proxy vulnerability. And when people say, Oh my god, it was it was been vulnerable for two years. How negligent. It's like, no, bro. Like, n- n- no one's working on it. So then the question becomes, should they have not used it in the first place? That's the real question. But the problem is, um <laughs> it's all about straight cash, homie. Well, I spent hold on, where's Randy? Straight cash, homie. Buddy. If you have a fully developed module that does what you need it to do, or you could develop your own, which is going to, which is going to cost money, which is going to take time. 100 out of 100 times, you're going to choose the developed module already and throw caution to the wind. No, no, one's going to know we're using squid proxy. Don't sweat it. We're all good up in here, boy. Guess what? It's a ticking time bomb. My friends,
1: And now, Last Week in Ransomware. Last week saw the fall of Ragnar Locker, as well as a data breach affecting the Trigona ransomware operation, which was taken down by the Ukrainian Cyber Alliance, who, quote, hacked the Trigona gang's servers by exploiting a vulnerability in their Confluence server, end quote. As just mentioned, Okta suffered a breach. Also, Black Basta attacked TV advertising firm Ampersand and U.S. convenience store chain QuickTrip, who we reported on last Monday, has confirmed that they did indeed suffer a cyber attack, but have not confirmed it as ransomware. The tech company CDW that we also reported on last Monday has now seen data leaked as part of the $80 million ransomware attack on its CDWG subsidiary. Do you want to know how Okay, so it's Monday. There's always a
0: ransomware roundup. No big deal. Uh, go ahead and, you know, this is like a yard sale. Okay, just go ahead, pick through it. You know, all the different stories are on the table. You know, fifty cents for this one, nickel for that one. Pick one that works for you. Right, your industry, uh, a story that resonates with your 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 company in some way that you can use it. Um, just for us as practitioners, I'd love to share this with you. Couple things. One, um, we did cover how Trigonia, Trigona. This I covered this when uh, I was with James McQuiggan, Trigona um, got taken down. Interesting that the the Ukrainian hacktivist group that took it down exploited a vulnerability in their Confluence server. Okay, so this would be considered gray hat hacking. Literally, they hacked back. They attacked the criminal organization. This is a stark change in position um, from from normal where you just kind of defend. Also, uh, I just want to point out, you notice the threat actors are using Confluence, right? So they're beginning, they're definitely maturing their workflows, their processes. They have tickets. Oh, there's a bug in the in the decryptor. Oh, our 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 affiliate model is working. We've got some questions. We've got an affiliate who needs their password reset, right? These guys, they're not, it's not a um Ragtag bunch of goobers. This is a business. Now, the other thing I want to point out is that Trigona said, Yes, we were taken down, and the new site will be up October 22nd. So we'll see. That was yesterday. Let's see. Trigona website back up. Um, I don't see any information about it being back up. Here's what I would say you know, uh, if you're going to do something, whether you're a criminal telling your affiliates um, to um, that the site will be back up, under promise, over deliver. That is consulting tip 101. Over promise, excuse me, under promise, over deliver. Instead of saying we'll have the website up in five days, why don't you say we'll have the website up in two weeks and then deliver it in five days? Instead, they said they'll have it up in five days and I don't see any uh, reporting that it's up. So now you've over-promised, under-delivered, disappointed, set expectations that you're not going to deliver on whatever the next thing is. That's not good. So friends, if you are a consultant or consulting services, even though you think you could do it in five days, even though you want to be a good doobie and deliver, 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 take a pause, under-promise, over-deliver trust me all right way to go law international law enforcement and finally quick trip which is like that uh northern midwest uh comedian store company it's like eight nine hundred locations people couldn't use their quick trip rewards or whatever we covered that story last week they finally confirmed they suffered a cyber attack welcome to reality quick trip everybody else was already there you're finally there congratulations oh obviously and by the way it's not confirmed to be ransomware wait for that news update next week when it's confirmed it's ransomware jesus all right let's keep rolling
1: unsanctioned SaaS apps go from shadow it to business
0: all right so that looks like that's going to do it for the stream let me do this all right we're at eight fifty-three, a couple minutes early i'm just getting back into the seat here so we'll see how it goes uh guys if you were here just for the news uh, I want to thank you very much. I I wish you very well. Hit the hit the um. Hit the like button. Reminder at four p.m. today, four p.m. Eastern today. So in seven hours from now, I will be going live again playing simply cyber i mean oh my god playing the um world of haiku or haiku pro i'm gonna have to look but i think it's haiku pro uh anyways i'll be live at 4 p.m today uh helping teach people about linux and cybersecurity tools attack kill chain threat actor pen tester operations etc it's gonna be a one hour stream it's gonna be a lot of fun All right. I guess there were some issues with the video. Looks like we're back. All right. I like it. So come back to later today at 4 p.m. Uh, or tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Now, if you want to hang out, please hang out. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m., but I am going to switch over to jaw jacking. Let's do it, people. lost connection we have we're having connectivity issues up in here let me see what's up chat's all jacked up hold on one second got no music chat hold on one second chat where are we at let me do this yes all right everybody welcome to jawjacking I'm your host Jerry guy we're straight kicking it homie Sitting here in the sun's surface, uh just kicking it. Got the new Buff Rosier Flow Studio. Got a bunch of things that I want to share. First and foremost, back from uh, back from um Wild West and Fest, Deadwood. Mods, if you can just let me know that we are back live and everything looks clean, I will uh do what I'm doing. Otherwise, we'll have to troubleshoot. Let me know what's up. Dr. Jerry, you need to update your windows and install curtains. Thank you. 2007, buddy. I got issues. All right. All right. Let me investigate my... um... I am on a hardwired connection. All right. Oh my God. Can I stand up? Yeah, I could stand up. My legs hurt. Like sitting hurts. Let's do this really quickly. I want to share a bunch of fun stuff with you guys. Here we go. All right. So check it out. whole bunch of things. Hold on. Don't get too excited. I am taking my top off. All right, y'all, we got 30 minutes of jaw jacket. It's going to be good. Video quality low. I'm sorry. Blurry chat. Let me look. Holy crap. That looks awful. That looks awful. All right. Let me see how I can push less data to... My audio is coming through clear. Oh, my, my machine just blinked. That's good. So I got that going for me. Uh come on. Sorry, everybody. Gary Sturgiata saying I upgraded from audio issues to uh solar flare issues. All right. All right, guys. Let me just I'll just talk for a little bit. And mods, if you can just kind of uh regularly let me know if it's if it's uh, if it's good to go. All right, so uh, Haircut Fish asked me uh, what was my favorite part of Wild West Hack Fest. You know, guys, I would have to say, um, I mean, there were so many great parts of it. Um, so I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two because one is kind of selfish. One is the uh, Simply Cyber Community Meetup, okay? We had a banger of a, a meetup. Um, where's the uh... – like, look at this, guys. Like you can't you can't simulate this, you can't you can't fake this. Hold on one second. Look at this. Look at this crew. We got Jack Scott, James McQuiggan, George Gary, Jess Bishop, Ms. Julian Jesse's in here, casually Joseph, Sean, John, Joe Hudson in the back left, Erica McDuffie. Nick Barker, dead center, the Oregon-based Nick Barker. Guys, this was a real highlight. Such a, such a, just an absolute honor and delight to, to hang out, have some beers, have a good time, high fives. This was awesome. So that was one really favorite part. Obviously, uh, being able to do the daily cyber threat briefing live from Deadwood with James McQuigan was amazing as well. Um, another thing, this is kind of, um, I, I've got more information coming out about this, but I was actually, uh, I actually received the Rita award, um, at, from wild west Hackenfest. This is a incredible honor, like an incredible honor. Uh, Rita, the Rita award is named after John Strand's mother. Um, who is, who is no longer with us, but, uh, Rita Strand, um, was really renowned for her, her caring, her giving her, her service. Um, and it's an award. They, they give it out once a year and it's awarded to an individual that, um, the community believes has exemplified service and has delivered um oh my god I'm going to get like emotional talking about it. So anyways, I was I was um the recipient of this uh prestigious award. That was a pretty big highlight. Uh very unexpected. Uh I might add, I did not know it was going to happen. Um so very very honored and uh I'll uh th- like I'm getting the um <clears throat> I'm getting the video feed from the conference where John explains what the award is and then announces, uh, that I won. And then, um, and then, uh, me, you know, accepting it, receiving it. I I probably would have said some words, but I was a a very emotional, um, to the point where when I came off stage, I actually needed to take a few minutes before, um, re zooming general population, (laughs) uh, engagement. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Thanks, Steve Mountain. Thanks. Um, Luke Canfield suffering major FOMO. Yeah. It was, it was something. It was good. Thank you, Chuck Sapp. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, DP. Thanks, KP. I know KP's not showing on stream right now, but I know she's listening. Congrats. Thank you all so very much. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys can make it. Another thing that um, they announced is that there will be a so Wild West Hackenfest in Deadwood is a more intimate experience. It's like, you know, less than a thousand people, very intimate. Um, they announced at the end of the stream, um, <coughs> the end of the stream, they announced at the end of the conference that they would be doing another conference in Denver, Colorado. And the idea behind this one is they're going to blow it out. It's going to be as big as they can get it um, in Denver, Colorado. I don't know the dates of it yet. I want to say 2025, if I'm not mistaken. So it won't be tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Angular. Thank you, Divine Dream Divine. Thank you, Nelson Yee. Thank you, Jamie Fleck. Good to see you, Jamie. Thanks, B Panther. Oh, yes, John Fatucci. Glad you were there. And, and it was great spending time. Excuse me. Great spending time with you. Thank you, glory. I appreciate that. Yeah. So there's going to be a massive, massive wild west hack and Fest conference in Denver, Colorado. Pour some coffee up in here. I'm back in the studio. Still working it out. You guys can see here. I'm really excited. Um, Between working, I've got a speaking engagement in Tampa this week that I'm super pumped for. I'm doing the keynote um, for B-Sides Charleston on November 4th. So if you're coming to Charleston uh, or if you just want to watch the keynote, it will be live streamed for free on the internet. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And finally, um, this Friday, we're going to do another wet run of the Simply CyberCon wet run on Friday, probably at four o'clock. Again. Uh, we worked through some some, um, we worked through some challenges on the last wet run. Uh, we, we've regrouped, um, like Josh Mason said. We wrote it down. We thought about it. We've done process improvements, and we're off and running on that. So look for the wet run this Friday as well. Hey, a uh, real quick want to shout out, somebody, guys. I had an opportunity to meet many of you for the first time at Deadwood. Can I just tell you? Nick Barker is such a delight. If you get a chance to ever meet Nick Barker, make it a priority. He is, he's one of a kind, okay? Just an absolute delight. Love his energy, love his optimism, and uh, just, just a big fan, guys. So shout out to Nick Barker as a community member. All right. Oh, thank you, Maliki. Yeah, I appreciate it all. Guys, and honestly, like I do, I genuinely appreciate all the well wishes um on the Rita Award, but you know, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship, guys. You know, I can't help I can't help a community. I can't help serve. If people, you know, you know, like don't don't want it, you know what I mean? I would just be here by myself, <laughs> yelling at the wall. So uh, thank all of you for showing up. Thank all of you for, um, you know, putting in the time, the effort, the sacrifices. I know you make sacrifices. I'm damn well aware of it. Thank you. Thank you for supporting each other when I'm not, you know, here. Like you guys are, you know, consistent. You're delivering on on support inclusion. Thanks for celebrating everybody's wins. You do complete me, James. Thank you, Ms. Grimes. I appreciate that. All right. So what, 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 what's going on? What do we want to talk about? What do we want to jaw jack on? We got, I could do more Deadwood. I got pictures for days. Yeah, I want to say shout out to ACI Learning. They all came out to me and James's talk on Thursday. Daniel Lowry, Sophie Goodwin, Ronnie, Kathy Chambers was there. John Hammond was there. I don't know if John was at my talk or me and James's talk, but either way, it doesn't matter. Space Tacos, I'll see if I can work that in as a YouTube short. James McQuiggan, what surprised you about Wild West Hackenfest? That isn't the obvious answer of the award or the people. What surprised me about Wild West Hackenfest? Uh, I'll give you two things because one of them it was a surprise but not very interesting. One, the weather was much nicer this year than last year. Last year, it was like freaking wicked cold, and I did not like that. Another thing that surprised me was... um. Boy, I guess the the chess tournament surprised me a little bit. I was kind of caught off guard. I was excited about competing in a chess tournament. James was too. I had, you know, increased my level of practice and stuff. And then unfortunately, the chess tournament was only for the top eight people. There was like 24 of us there and only eight people got to compete in the tournament. So I found that like unfortunate. Uh, and a little surprising. I wouldn't have won the tournament, right? The guy who won the tournament's like o- amazing, but it would have been nice to pl- play in a tournament. So that's a little bit of a, a downer. Um, so on a positive note, doing the... Okay, so here's this. Guys, doing the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing with James McQuiggan as a two-person um, show, it surprised me, um, not not unpleasantly, like pleasantly surprised me how well it worked out how easy it was. I'm looking forward to doing uh, a two-person show again in the future. Um, I think it's a great model. Um, So thanks. Thanks for uh, helping me with that, James, and making it work. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, James McQuiggan's talk on AI was sick. Very nice. I liked it. What's Taylor doing? Going to miss the stream, sitting for my CCSP. You got it, Taylor. Crush it, man. Oh yeah. So one thing you might see. So this right here is called an ATIM Mini, and if you're a, um, if you're not like a streamer or you know a content creator, you may not know what this is. But this thing is. Basically, if you've ever seen a professional TV studio where they have the guys uh, and the ladies who are like doing switches and go to camera four, go to camera two, zoom on, zoom in on that. Run the Chiron, do a lower third. It's usually, this, they have one of these. This is a smaller version, but that's what this is. This is a very um, high-end specific piece of kit for streaming and I got one. And what it's gonna allow me to do is this is designed for the two person set you can see behind me that I'm building right now. And, uh, I'm super, super stoked about it. Um, you're going to see some, some interesting fun stuff with some of the content I'm going to be producing pretty soon because of this ATEM Mini. Multiple camera angles, lots of stuff. I'm going to get the light, the lighting sorted out. Um, you know, obviously I want, I want to darken here. I want neon lights and stuff. We got the simply cyber neon sign going up soon. Yes. So BSec said I should consider having a guest host with me on the headlines more consistently. I'm totally into that. Uh, sec part of the challenge is, uh, when it's James and I together in real life or me and another human in real life, it's very easy to control that. If I do it with a second person that's remote, What that looks like for um, handoffs and that type of thing is a little challenging, but certainly something to give consideration for. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but one individual reached out to James and suggested, and I thought it was really funny, suggested that James start his own daily cyber threat briefing podcast that kicks off at 7.55 a.m. Eastern time uh, in order to... um, usurp me. And basically, uh, uh, just, just punk me basically. Uh, Hey, really quickly, did we get a, um, did we get a baton holder? Because if not, I would love to, uh, I would love to, um, hand the baton off to somebody. So just let me know. I, people are giving me (laughs) Luke Canfield. Yes. Uh, so it's all good. Uh, you guys are killing me. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll get it sorted out. Oh, I could have done this. Hold on. All right. Hold on. I'm still getting used to this new studio, so I could have closed that earlier, I suppose. All right. So Saludin Amo has accepted the baton. Looking forward to your post, Saludin. Very good. All right. Looking at the questions in chat, let's see what we got. Adam V, where did you get that crank coffee that you had why wi- that you wired sweating? I have a coworker that says they're game to drink it. Okay. Um. Let me let me see if I can pull it up. I'll, it was like it was like a New York City coffee. New York City coffee place. Let me see this. Um, um yeah, I, I'll have to uh, I'll have to uh, crank coffee New York City. Let's see. Oh here it is. Stack Street Coffee. Where are we? Uh oh hold on one second. Give me god dang. Give me a second. Um It's this right here. I'll drop a link in chat. Adam. Adam, this is the coffee. I'm telling you what, buddy. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution when you drink this stuff. I'm telling you. Oh, I've got another update. Guys, this is why I love jawjacking jacking, because I always forget things and then I remember. Episode 500 is coming soon. Episode 500 is around the corner. We will be doing manual sound effects on episode 500. We will be doing massive giveaways on episode 500. Like after every giveaway, um, fun giveaways, um, It's we're going to try to blow it out a little bit on episode 500. Also, um, there's been a request, which I've accepted from Nick Barker for the greater community, uh, long time ago, years ago, I had one video on YouTube that showed you how to create a phishing platform and steal people's credentials. And, uh, even though it was for educational purposes only, I got it pulled down and I got my, uh, my wrist slapped pretty badly by YouTube, uh, for, you know, showing that So, but Nick has asked, uh, if that could be done again. So I'm going to either do a private discord stream or a Twitch stream or something, um, probably in December on how to do that. It'll be a lab walkthrough. You'll be able to build it yourself, play along with me. So it'll be a one hour like lecture on, on how to build that lab and what it looks like. Yeah. So if episode 500 is, uh, Hopefully it's not the Friday after Thanksgiving because I will be not at my desk. But anyways. Frank is going to be at B-Sides Charleston. Can't wait, Frank. That's going to be a lot of fun. Manual sound effects, Jamie. That's right, buddy. So, you know, I I love the community. At the Simply Cyber Community meetup, I was saying, hey, guys, it's going to be episode 500 soon. What kind of thoughts should we do? Uh, for episode 500, and like the first thing out of people's mouths was manual sound effects. Have a good one, Jenny Housley. So, you know, hey, I serve the community. If the community wants manual sound effects, there you go. <laughs> I'm happy to serve. Don't forget, uh, new, uh April Fool's Day is always a, a good episode, too. I know it's months away, but uh, we run on April Fool's Day just for those who are new to the community. The chat is not YouTube chat. It is Discord chat, and it's animated GIFs all over the place, and it's freaking hilarious. It is so ridiculously funny on April Fool's Day. So stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. James McQuiggan, the AI talk is good. I like that. Dropped likes the sound effects manually. November 22nd. BSEC is confirming now. Let me see what November 22nd looks like. Oh, geez. Okay. So that should be fine. Uh, I typically leave on that Wednesday. I'm assuming Thanksgiving is on the 23rd. Uh, So I typically leave on Wednesday. So I'll just do the morning stream and then um, head on out to where I'm going for Thanksgiving. Taylor McDonald. I will tell you, I don't know if anyone else does this. James McQuiggan confirmed. He does this. I myself do this as well. But, um, when I, when I hear something that would cause me normally to hit a sound effect, right? Like, so like law enforcement does whatever. Right. Or, um, or like, you know, whatever, super chat or like, I will say the, the sound effects sound in my head when something happens that would cause me to push the sound effect button. But like what I'm saying is like, if I'm like at Starbucks or I'm walking or I'm in an elevator and something, someone says something, or I think of something that would, that would a- actually kick off the sound effect. I typically do that. Um, so I don't know if anyone else does that, but that's how integrated the sound effects are into my normal life. Take care Bsec. Good to see you. I'm gonna keep working on the studio today. Keep working, tuning up. I've got this uh, speaking engagement later this week in Tampa. I just gotta, <clears throat> excuse me, finalize my deck, and we're good. All right, looks like people are peacing out, guys. Let's call it. Let's call it a show. Good jaw jacking, good times. Thank you all so very much for being here. Thank you. Uh, it's Monday, so go crush it. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Reminder, at 4 p.m. today, I'll be going live with Haiku Pro, so that's always good. I'm actually going to schedule that stream in just a few minutes right after the stream ends. Also, also want to remind everybody that every episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is available on audio. If that's what you're into, go ahead and sign up and listen to it on your audio podcast app of choice. I don't really promote this or like remind people about it because I forget, honestly. But um, yeah, every single day, look, the 20th, the 19th, the 18th, they're here. So if you would prefer to consume it on Team Replay in an audio podcast format, please do that. I'll drop a link in chat below. There you go. Have a great day, everyone. Be well. I'm Jerry, your chat. Until next time, stay secure. Till next time, stay secure. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one.